me in God's holy word to the book of 2 Chronicles, 2 Chronicles chapter 36, and we will begin reading in verse 1 down through verse 16, uh, but our text, uh, especially this evening, we're going to focus on the life of King Jehoiakim, uh, which is uh, in verses 5 and following. Hear now the word of the living God. The people of the land took Jehoahaz, the son of Josiah, and made him king in his father's place in Jerusalem. Jehoahaz was 23 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned three months in Jerusalem. Then the king of Egypt deposed him in Jerusalem and laid on the land a tribute of a hundred talents of silver and a talent of gold. And the king of Egypt made Eliakim, his brother, king over Judah and Jerusalem and changed his name to Jehoiakim. But Necho took Jehoahaz, his brother, and carried him to Egypt. Jehoiakim was 25 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 11 years in Jerusalem. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord his God. Against him came up Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and bound him in chains to take him to Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar also carried part of the vessels of the house of the Lord to Babylon and put them in his palace in Babylon. Now the rest of the acts of Jehoiakim and the abominations that he did and what was found against him, behold, they are written in the book of the kings of Israel and Judah. And Jehoiachin, his son, reigned in his place. Jehoiachin was 18 years old when he became king. And he reigned three months and ten days in Jerusalem. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. In the spring of the year, King Nebuchadnezzar sent and brought him to Babylon with the precious vessels of the house of the Lord and made his brother Zedekiah king over Judah and Jerusalem. Zedekiah was 21 years old when he began to reign. And he reigned 11 years in Jerusalem. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord his God. He did not humble himself before Jeremiah the prophet, who spoke from the mouth of the Lord. He also rebelled against King Nebuchadnezzar, who made him swear by God. He stiffened his neck and hardened his heart against turning to the Lord, the God of Israel. All the officers of the priest and the people likewise were exceedingly unfaithful, following all the abominations of the nations. And they polluted the house of the Lord that he had made holy in Jerusalem. The Lord, the God of their fathers, sent persistently to them by his messengers because he had compassion on his people and on his dwelling place. 
But they kept mocking the messengers of God, despising his words and scoffing at his prophets until the wrath of the Lord rose against his people until there was no remedy. Thus ends the reading of God's fair word. Let's pray. Father, we come now to these kings that were at the end of the line uh, there before you destroyed uh, Jerusalem and the temple. Uh, Lord, we pray that you would press the message uh, of life and hope that we need you, Lord Jesus, and that we would learn from the example of these men and the people uh, who are recorded for us here uh, of the horrifying power of sin and that we would run to you even anew this night, Lord Jesus, uh, to trust in you and to give ourselves to follow you even though in our day uh, a multitude may go after false gods may run in rebellion against you. Oh, Lord, we beg for grace. We beg that you would give us a heart that is soft toward you, O oh Lord, soft toward your holy word, the Bible, and that you would write it upon our hearts, and that, Lord, our hearts would be captured by you, Lord Jesus, and you would bless our homes to be Places where you live and dwell and, and smile upon us. We pray that our church family might be full of, of joy because of your saving presence. We pray that you would bless the labors of our hands like you did your servant Joseph of old. Uh, that Lord, for the praise of your name, that you would prosper us. Uh, that whatever we put our hands to would be blessed of you. Uh, and that, Lord, uh, you would bless us not only uh, in every facet of our lives, in our own personal existence, but also, Lord, uh, in the realm of civil government, uh, that we would not be ashamed of your name and to stand for what you say is true and good and right. And so, Lord, come and bless us now and open your word to us. In Jesus we pray, amen. Well, King Josiah, uh, a wonderful king, a king who had been faithful to the Lord, and yet we saw last Lord's Day the shocking uh, breakdown. Uh, that either King Josiah was too busy to do the most important thing that God had called him to be and do, which was uh, to instruct his sons, or uh, they did not listen. Uh, but here we have now the sad result recorded for us. Uh, we have Jehoahaz, the son of Josiah, um, walking in rebellion against the living God. 
and his brother Eliakim is made king in his place after he is deposed from the king of Egypt. And Eliakim, he changes his name to Jehoiakim, and that's what we want to spend our time looking at. We see that because of the rebellion against God, uh, there is no good that comes. If you'll turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Jeremiah, uh, we want to look at two events that are recorded for us. We have reference in the book of Jeremiah. Uh, if you'll turn with me to chapter 1, uh, we'll see just a, sort of an overview quickly. In verse 1 of Jeremiah chapter 1, the words of Jeremiah the son of Hilkiah one of the priests who were in Anathoth, in the land of Benjamin, to whom the word of the Lord came in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah, in the thirteenth year of his reign. It came also in the days of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, and until the end of the eleventh year of Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, king of Judah until the captivity of Jerusalem in the fifth month. And so you can see now just this overview that gives you a little time frame of Jeremiah's ministry. And back in Second Chronicles, Jeremiah is one of the prophets now who is uh, in the focal uh, uh, spotlight. Uh, in these last days of the kings of Judah. But we have this record uh, in verses 15 and 16 of our text in chapter 36. The Lord, the God of their fathers, sent persistently over and over and over uh, to them by his messengers because he had compassion on his people and on its dwelling place. But they kept mocking the messengers of God, despising his words and scoffing at his prophets until the wrath of the Lord rose against his people until there was no remedy. And so one of the <clears throat> kings that Jeremiah called uh, to repent and seek after the Lord uh, was King Jehoiakim. And this message was not just for the king, but was for the people um, of the land as well. We're going to look, first of all, at Jeremiah chapter 35. And here we have a message in the days of King Jehoiakim calling the people of God and the king to repent of turning away from the true and the living God. And he records for us uh, a comparison. Jeremiah's message here is comparing a group of people who lived among God's people for hundreds of years. And they were friends and they were followers of Jehovah. Um, it was the Rechabites. 
And so Jeremiah 35, verse 1, the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord in the days of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, go to the house of the Rechabites and speak with them and bring them to the house of the Lord into one of the chambers and then offer them wine to drink. So I took Jaazaniah, the son of Jeremiah, son of Habazaniah, and his brothers and all his sons and the whole house of the Rechabites. I brought them to the house of the Lord into the chamber of the sons of Hanan, the son of Igdaliah, the man of God, which was near the chamber of the officials above the chamber of Maaseiah, the son of Shalom keeper of the threshold. And then I sat before the Rechabites, pitchers full of wine and cups, and I said to them, drink wine. But they answered, we will drink no wine. For Jonadab, the son of Rechab, our father commanded us, you shall not drink wine, neither you nor your sons forever. You shall not build a house. You shall not sow seed. You shall not plant or have a vineyard. But you shall live in tents all your days, that you may live many days in the land where you sojourn. We have obeyed the voice of Jonadab, the son of Rechid, our father, in all that he commanded us to drink no wine all our days, ourselves, our wives, our sons, or our daughters, and not to build houses to dwell in. We have no vineyard or field or sea, but we have lived in tents and have obeyed and done all that Jonadab, our father, commanded us. But when Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came up against the land, we said, Come. And let us go to Jerusalem for fear of the army of the Chaldeans and the army of the Syrians. So we are living in Jerusalem. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Go and say to the people of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, Will you not receive instruction and listen to my words? declares the Lord. The command that Jonadab, the son of Rechab, gave to his sons to drink no wine has been kept, and they drink none to this day, for they have obeyed their father's command. I have spoken to you persistently, but you have not listened to me. I have sent to you all my servants, the prophets, sending them persistently, saying, Turn now every one of you from his evil way, and amend your deeds, and do not go after other gods to serve them. And then you shall dwell in the land that I gave to you and your fathers. But you did not incline your ear or listen to me. The sons of Jonadab, the son of Rechith, have kept the command that their father gave them, but this people has not obeyed me. 
And therefore thus says the Lord, the God of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I am bringing upon Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem all the disaster that I have pronounced against them because I have spoken to them and they have not listened. I've called to them and they have not answered. But to the house of the Rechabites, Jeremiah said, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, because you have obeyed the command of Jonadab your father and kept all his precepts and done all that he commanded you. Therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Jonadab, the son of Rechav, shall never lack a man to stand before me. Now, that's an amazing thing just on the surface, but when you do just a little bit of digging, it's even more amazing. First of all, who was this fellow Jonadab? And we're not going to take the time to look in great detail, uh, but if you go back and, and search, you see that uh, Rechav, uh, the house of the Rechavites, goes all the way back to King Saul and King David. And Jonadab was a man who 250 years before Jeremiah is preaching this, had given these instructions. We do not know all the motives of what uh, Jonadab was thinking, but these were not instructions that were based upon the revealed will of God Almighty. Uh, God had provided, uh, as we read in the Psalms, wine to gladden the heart of man, and wine and strong drink were part of the offerings that God instructed his people to offer before him. There was nothing wrong with uh, uh, planting a vineyard and sowing seed. The Lord gave instructions for those things uh, in his word. There was nothing wrong with living in a house. Um, but Jonadab uh, evidently was concerned that uh, his descendants would be gobbled up by uh, the culture and decided that uh, it would be good for them to uh, live uh, uh, distinct and separate. And so he gave these instructions. And generation after generation, for hundreds of years, the descendants of Jonadab had obeyed the voice of their great, 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 great grandfather. God uses this group of people to illustrate how wicked the people of God were in breaking faith with the Lord, in refusing to listen to God's word and to follow the instructions of God Almighty, their father. And so he sends this message now by Jeremiah the prophet. Uh, he first illustrates the faithfulness of these uh, descendants. He instructs Jeremiah to have a banquet uh, there in the temple 
uh, complex, not in the temple itself, but in the buildings that surrounded the temple, in a big banquet hall, uh, and to have this feast and invite the Rechabites to come uh, and, and to enjoy a feast. And uh, wine was set before them, but they said, no, thank you. Uh, our father, Jonadab, 250 plus years before, gave us instructions, and we want to honor what he has told us. And so the only exception we've made to the instructions he has given to us will not partake of your banquet. Uh, we've lived in tents, except here lately we have taken shelter from Nebuchadnezzar's army. And as soon as that threat is over, we will go back to living in our tents. Uh, at present, temporarily, we are living here in Jerusalem, but outside of that, uh, because of the threat on our very lives, uh, we are seeking to honor uh, what Jonadab has said. And so in verse 12 of Jeremiah 35, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah in light of this living illustration that he had worked out. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Verse 13, go and say to the people of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, will you not receive instruction and listen to my words? He's comparing now that these descendants of Jonadab had been careful to listen to the instructions of their father, but God's own people had refused to listen to the instructions of of their exalted father, God Almighty himself. They had refused to humble themselves, to embrace the Christ revealed in Holy Scripture, and to heed the call of the prophets, Jeremiah and a long line of prophets who had come before him, calling the people to turn from breaking the commandments of Almighty God. There were a number of warnings that God had given to his people. God had warned his people that when they went in to take the promised land uh, under Joshua, uh, that they must be on guard because uh, when everything had prospered in their midst, they would be tempted to forget God. They would be tempted to love the gifts and forget all about the giver. Turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 8. And here was the warning that God gave through the mouth of his servant Moses right before he died. He says in verse 1 of Deuteronomy chapter 8, but the whole commandment that I command you today you shall be careful to do, that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land that the Lord swore to give to your fathers. And you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness, that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. And he humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know. Do you remember what manna was? Uh, the reason they called it manna was because 
uh, the first morning that God had rained down this bread from heaven, the little Hebrew children went running out and they see this frost-like substance that had just fallen down on the ground. And they exclaimed, Manhu, which in Hebrew is, what is it? And so that's why they called it manna. It was, what is it, bread? Uh, the little Hebrew children were saying, manna, manna, look, look, mama, manna, and manhu. And that's why it was called manna. And God humbled his people so that they didn't have anything to eat. And then he turned around and rained down the food of angels upon them. They didn't know it, it even existed. God took care of his people. And why did he do that? He tells us here that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by what? Every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. God had told his people over and over, heed the word of God. Uh, the word of God, God's word that he speaks that has been recorded for his people. It tells us of the living word. And from their perspective, he hadn't come yet, but all those shadows and types pointed to the living word that would come to purchase redemption. Even Jesus of Nazareth, who died on the cross, he went on in verse 4, your clothing did not wear out on you. Your foot did not swell these 40 years. Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, the Lord your God disciplines you. So you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God by walking in his ways and fearing him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks, of water, of fountains and springs flowing out in the valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey, a land in which you will eat without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper, and you shall eat and be full, and you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Take care. Lest you forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments and his rules and his statutes, which I command you today. The Lord says, how do you show uh, that you love the Lord? Well, it's the same thing uh, Jesus said in John 14, 15. If you love me, you will what? Keep my commandments. And so that's what God is telling them. He's not telling them to do these things to get saved. He's telling them to look to the Christ and then to bear forth fruit for God's praise. Verse 12, Lest when you have eaten and are full and have built good houses and live in them and when your herds and flocks multiply and your silver and gold is multiplied and all that you have is multiplied, 
Then your heart be lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, who led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with its fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty ground where there was no water, who brought you water out of the flinty rock. And we can extrapolate from the number of the men of war that are numbered for us in the book of Numbers, at the beginning of the book, that there were approximately close to 2 million people that we're talking about that are a part uh, of the congregation of God's people. Now, how much water do you think it would take to take care of two million people. We're not talking about a few canteens here and there that you could go to your local uh, a little spring. Uh, we're talking about a river of water would be needed, a, a constant flowing river of water to supply not only for the people, uh, but for the, the herds and the flocks uh, that they had with them. And God provided out of the flinty rock. And God had instructed Moses to strike the rock. And out of the rock flowed this river of water. And it was all a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you can take note and go home and read in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 how Jesus Christ was that rock. He's the one who has been struck so that we have living water. Well, he goes on in verse 16, Who fed you in the wilderness with manna that your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and test you to do good in the end. Beware, lest you say in your heart, My power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord your God for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers as it is this day. And if you forget the Lord your God and go after other gods and serve them and worship them, I solemnly warn you today that you shall surely perish like the nations that the Lord makes to perish before you. So shall you perish because you would not obey the voice of the Lord your God. And so that's what the Lord is making reference to here in Jeremiah chapter 34. The Lord is reminding them that all through the years, the Lord had sent his prophets, Moses and all the prophets after him, warning the people to cling to the Christ, to not go after false gods. And so, Jeremiah, he says in verse 15, I have sent to you all my servants, the prophets, sending them persistently, saying, Turn now every one of you from his evil way and amend your deeds and do not go after other gods to serve them. And then you shall dwell in the land that I gave to you and your fathers. But you did not incline your ear or listen to me. The sons of Jonadab, the son of Rechith, have kept the command that their father gave them, but the, this people has not obeyed me. And so what did God say would happen? Well, in verse 17, he says, 
I am going to do what I told you, what I warned you. I'm going to remove you from this land. And that's what is going to happen. But even at this late day, God sends Jeremiah the prophet. And that's what we saw referenced in uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 36. That even at this late hour, the Lord sends his prophets. And Jeremiah in that day was at the tip of the spear of bringing this message to bear, calling the people to repent and turn to the Christ. Therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of hosts, the God of Israel, behold, I am bringing upon Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem all the disaster that I have pronounced against them because I have spoken to them and they have not listened. I have called to them and they have not answered. Now, the fifth commandment says, Honor your father and mother that it may be well with you and that you may live long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. And this example that God has recorded for us of the Rechavites, uh, you children and young people, uh, this would be a good passage for you to take note of, uh, that even though at times you may think the instructions or what your mom or dad uh, may be asking you to do may seem very odd and strange to you. And surely uh, in the days of Jonadab, I, I can only imagine that uh, uh, the people in his day, you mean we can't live in a house? We got to live in a tent? You mean we can't sow uh, uh, crops? Uh, uh, you mean uh, we can't uh, uh, enjoy the blessings uh, that uh, God uh, has provided for the rest of his people? Well, because uh, these descendants of Jonadab had sought to honor uh, the instructions of their dad, the Lord said, I am going to show you how I am pleased with those who would honor God Almighty. Verse 18, But to the house of the Rechabites, Jeremiah said, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, because you have obeyed the command of Jonadab your father and kept all his precepts and done all that he commanded you, therefore thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Jonadab the son of Rechab shall never lack a man to stand before me. That's an amazing promise that God gave. Now, it's not saying that uh, 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 Jonadab's descendants would all be converted. It doesn't say that Jonadab's descendants would become priests, but what it does say is that there would be at least some of the descendants of Jonadab as long as time stands until the Lord Jesus comes who were loving the Christ who were standing before the presence of Almighty God. Well, the other passage we want to look at, I think we'll look at next week because it's too important to just gloss over in four minutes. Um, between now and next week, I, I want you to read Jeremiah chapter 36.
comes right after 35. And so we're going to look at Jeremiah chapter 36. Uh, it's a second event that is recorded for us in the life of King Jehoiakim. And this is going to help us. Uh, it, it, it's going to clarify for us uh, what is going on in God's dealing with his people in 2 Chronicles chapter 36. Um, so let's just make a couple of applications before we close. Uh, first of all, um, the Lord is the one who has spoken. And the Bible is God's very word. And if we are wise, we will listen to Almighty God. And we will heed his word. And what does God tell us in his word? He tells us that we need Jesus, his son. And that we ought to be repenting of our sins, believing in Jesus, and follow him. And order our ways to please the Lord. We will learn the paths of the Lord. And they are summarized for us in the Ten Commandments. And Jesus summarized the Ten Commandments um, in uh, uh, Matthew chapter 22. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. And Romans 13 tells us that all of the commandments of God are summarized in one word, to love. To love God and to love our fellow man. And we live in a culture that has taken this term love and twisted it and perverted it to mean exactly the opposite of what God Almighty says true, genuine love is. And I want you to think about that. If we do not listen to the word of God, we will be so mixed up and confused, we don't even know what love is. And so the Lord impresses upon us that just like King Jehoiakim, he was all twisted up. His life ended in ruin. Because he did not love the Christ and he did not heed God's word. We need to learn from that. God calls upon us to love Jesus and seek to honor him in the way we think and live and to build Christian homes and to be a Christian husband and a Christian wife and Christian parents and to be followers of Jesus as young people and children, uh, God calls upon us to follow Jesus and heed his word in the workplace and in our church to be what God says the people of God ought to be and believe and do. Uh, God Almighty is worthy of our praise. We want to honor him. We don't want to be like King Jehoiakim and the people uh, of that day uh, who just made up their own rules and they went after other gods and they perished. Uh, oh, how desperately we need 
this message of life and hope and salvation in our own hearts, in our own homes, in our own church family, in this community, in the workplace, in our schools, in civil government, in every facet of life. We need the Jesus of the Bible. Amen. Well, let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that it is powerful, that it is sharper than any two-edged sword. And Lord God, we rejoice that you have not left us uh, to just flounder about wondering who you are, uh, how to be right with you. Uh, you've, you've not left us to the whims of, of men as far as what is right and wrong. Uh, Lord, you tell us Everything from the gospel itself uh, to uh, how uh, you want us to express our sexuality. You tell us how many genders there are. You tell us what marriage is. On and on we could go. And Lord, we live in a culture and a day and a time uh, that sadly uh, has not heeded the example that you have recorded for us uh, in the destruction that came upon King Jehoiakim and the people uh, who professed your name and yet were living in open, blatant rebellion against you. And so, Lord God, please give us soft and tender hearts to love you, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord, give us soft and tender hearts toward one another to be quick to forgive one another, and to rejoice to serve you together, lifting up the banner of your name. Bless now as we sing and as we conclude our worship this evening. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen. Hymn 567, 567, the Lord calls upon us, to watch and pray. Let's stand as we sing. 567.
with the Lord's benediction. Father, we thank you for your word that we have heard this evening as you have called us to consider well the importance of